Max Crosby. He's going to come in at the end, punch it out. Mahomes is sacked by Crosby. His second of the game. Jones. Five yards deep, and it's a safety. The safety by Crosby. Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. What is up, boys and girls? Welcome back to our huddle. This is The Rush with the one and only Mad Max. I am your co-host, Brother Roback, and our two degenerates that we love with our whole heart. DT and Creel, welcome, boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You Let's know. Get Let's get it. Nate Diaz, right? 100%. All times. As you guys know, it's week six at Allegiant Field, Patriots versus the Raiders. We got our celebratory cigars. This is what we do on a normal basis, so we want to bring that to you guys here from the beautiful home of Max Crosby. It is beautiful out here, probably 90 degrees, so all you cold people at home, we feel bad for you. But nonetheless, week six, Raiders take the dub, 21 to 17. Crazy game from start to finish, fun packed. Um, man, Max, we appreciate you being here once again, as always, opening your house to us. Uh, man, we just want to kick it over to you. A little opening thoughts on the game, because it was a doozy. Yeah, it was legendary, man. Uh, obviously, we had New England come in town, Bill Belichick. Obviously, Coach McDaniels is coming from uh, New England as well, so there's a lot. You know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, backstory behind the matchup, but um, obviously it was an incredible game. 21-17, we got the dub, which was obviously the number one most important goal. We found a way to win. The defense again, you know, we came through, and you know, there's no better feeling. We've been talking about it for weeks. You know, we want to be the reason we win. Um, we see the offense obviously getting better and better every single week, and uh, yeah, it was incredible. You know, the offense started off 16-play drive, didn't get a touchdown, but we can, you know, they're on the field making plays. Michael Mayer came through, had a bunch of big plays on the first drive. Um, I think he had 87 yards on the game. So big shout out to the boy Michael Mayer, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I know Jerry and uh, Isaac Rochelle will like that. But uh, big shout out to the boys. You know, uh, we came through. You know, it was a it was an ugly game. Like we said, it's the AFC North, Pittsburgh versus Baltimore type matchup. Uh, great, you know, defensive game, run game, um, and we just found a way to win. So. Big shout out to the guys, you know, Brian Hoyer coming in as well, um, stepping in on, a, you know, in the second half and making some big plays. He had a big deep ball to uh, Trey Tucker, the rookie from Cincy. He came through, made some plays, and uh, we just found a way. And at the end, we're down, or we're up two points, and we had to get a, you know, had to get a big stop. I think they got a penalty, um, got pushed back, and then we uh, we closed it with the safety, me and, me and the boy Bilal Nichols. So big shout out to Bilal. Let's go, Bilal. Um, Chicago. Uh, former Chicago Bear, um, me and him, you know, that's my brother, man. He's uh, getting better and better every week. So big shout out to him. And uh, yeah, man, it was, a, it was an incredible game. Four point, four point dub, three and three now. So uh, yeah, we got some uh, room for improvement, but we got to go uh, to Chicago and go, go get another dub. 100%. You hit on a lot of the key moments in the game. Obviously, a lot of highlights in that moment. Um, let's just start off from the very beginning, right? Hot start, so to speak. 16 play drive. Took about eight minutes off the clock for you guys. Yeah. How, can you just speak to that from your for your offense? How important it was for you guys to get the ball rolling. I know things haven't gone your way early on offensively, but the defense has been stout. So yeah. that being said, obviously some more points is going to be huge and helpful. Just that huge drive because the quarter in the first half flew by. Flew by. So when did you see from the offense today? Um, them going out to that start did that set the tone for you guys on the defensive end? And just like how did that prop, how did that go about for you guys um, over there on the sidelines? Yeah, you know, we were we were fired up, you know. I love starting, you know, going defense goes out first, get a big stop, like there's nothing better um starting the game off hot. I like going out there, you just warmed up, you're like, "All right, let's go." But we were sitting there for a hot minute. <clears throat> I think it was an eight-play or like you said, an eight-minute drive, 16 plays. Yeah. Um we we're just watching the offense operate and uh, you know, you see them getting better every single week and you know, more guys are getting involved. Michael Mayer, like I said, at five catches, 87 yards. You had Jacoby, again, balling at 61 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Devontae is causing so much attention um, that it's, it's it's opening up a lot of things for us. And, you know, Devontae is just, he's still going to ball regardless. But um, you just see guys um, stepping up. You know, like I said, Trey Tucker coming in, making plays. Josh Jacobs, another 100, almost 100 yards on the game total. Um, so, yeah, you just see the offense, you know, getting better and better. And uh, that's what you love to see. And then as a defense, you know, we went out there. I think we got a three and out and then another three and out. Yep. And that's, you know, that's complimentary football. We talk about it all the time. We got to start fast. We got to uh, finish stronger. So that's really what, you know, today was. You know, we found a way. It wasn't pretty, but uh, 
that's what it's all about, man. Just uh, stepping up when we need it most. And, uh, you know, guys fought. You know, it was an ugly game, but it was a beautiful win. 100%. You said it. They set the tone, right? So you guys come out there, two, two three and outs from you guys on the defense. Can you just speak to the defense? For the last couple of weeks, you guys been cooking. Is there something that has just switched with you guys? Is it just a mentality? You're you're a leader on that side of the ball. Yeah. What have you seen from your guys, including the coaching staff? But what have you seen from your guys that has just elevated the play? Because you guys are holding motherfuckers down. I mean, you truly are. Yeah, you know, uh, like like we talk about. Uh, Pat Graham came in the meeting a couple of weeks ago and was like, "We want to be the reason we win." You know, we take a lot of pride in it. You know, we take it personal because. Our defense is constantly, you know, in the media and everything, you know, their their defense is the reason why they're struggling and this and that. And for us, uh, we you take that shit. Yeah, we hear that chatter. And at the end of the day, um, we see everything. And we got a lot of new guys. Like I said, Spillane, uh, Marcus Epps. We got, you know, John Jenkins, Adam, yeah, right here. Spillane, uh, <laughs> Adam Butler, you know, all these new guys, Marcus Peters. Um, but dudes are stepping up and making plays, and the guys that have been here, like the Trayvon Morix, he's having a Trayvon Morix having a great year so far, um, and there's just dudes stepping up, you know, constantly. So for us as a defense, I can say it a million times, but it's literally like Michael Jordan says, I took it personal, <laughs> and you just see guys getting better, and we're playing together, and that's all you can really ask for. We're not panicking when there's a turnover. It's all right, let's get a stop. That's it. It's simple as that. You know, at the end of the game, we had a. I got a roughing the passer, unfortunately, you know, no comment. But we got that penalty, and they end up scoring. And, uh, you know, we didn't panic. Everyone came up to me. Marcus, all the guys are like, bro, don't even trip about it. Just next play, next play. And I told them, like, I got y'all. Don't worry about it. And uh, we found a way. So, yeah, just our defense is, is clicking. Our D-line in general, we're so tight-knit. Robbie Leonard, Matt Edwards, the coaches, they, they have us all dialed in 24-7. It's all about us. That's how we talk. And, like, we go to dinners every single Thursday. Everyone talks every second. Like right now, if I, my phone, you know, unfortunately, I want to be texting the guys, but we're in the group chat roasting each other, and you know, it just that's what it's all about. You know, we're we're constantly seeking for uh, that one percent to improve on, and uh, you, I think people are starting to see that on Sundays. Absolutely. No, you guys are clicking. You guys are communicating. Obviously, there's some there's some familiar faces out there, but there's also also some new ones, right? So yeah. I'm sure the communication just rep by rep, game by game, is just getting better. Man, it's super yeah. fun to watch you guys flying around because you guys are holding people, you know, to a lot fewer points than what they're probably accustomed to. Mm -hmm. um, I know the Patriots have been struggling on offense, but hell, make them struggle a little bit more. I mean, yeah. we enjoyed it. So, um, you guys went up 10 uh, early on. Jimmy G goes out. What is the what is the thought process? I know it's always next man up. Uh, did you think it was going to be Aiden? Did you think it was going to be Hoyer? I know a lot of people were thinking I, maybe Hoyer a little fucking uh, – he gets a little, uh, you know, comeback with against his old team. Maybe yeah. he has a little familiarity with that scheme and what they're doing on Belichick. Yeah. Were you surprised by Hoyer going in, or what was your guys' thought process with Jimmy G leaving the game? Um, honestly, this is a crazy, crazy part about you know about the whole situation. I literally had no idea until I came back out on the field. I was laid out the locker room. I was getting my knee drained again, and uh, I come out on the field and they're like, Jimmy's, you know, Jimmy's hurt, and then, you know, I didn't know what was going on. They're like, Jimmy's done he's not playing blah 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 blah. and I'm like what like I completely missed the whole thing and Hoyer comes in and he freaking balled out bro he came in and made some big throws he managed the game really well and he played well when we needed it most so yeah you know things like that that's football and like as far as the defense like you know your quarterback goes down you're like okay it's even more pressure we got it it's on us we got the lead there's no excuse we got to go out there and get more stops and you know we had one drive that kind of got away with it you know got a got away on us and they went down and scored we responded got a couple three and outs and then uh you know they had like we talked about the roughing the pass or whatever they scored and then uh you know we still didn't panic and that's really what our defense has come down to is like guys are improving and they're not panicking and we're sticking together and just constantly communicating on the field and like you feel that out there you're like all right i know marcus is gonna hold me down i know i know spillane's crazy ass is gonna hold it down like <laughs> diablo bless you but all these guys you know they're gonna hold it down and that's what it really comes down to. Is like if you're close to each other, you trust each other, you know each other's families. It, it's different when you're on the field. You're like, all right, I'm a, I'm a win for my brother. We'll find a way. And uh, that's what you know people are seeing. Absolutely, bro. You can you can see it out there. Splain another huge fucking game. By the way, boys and girls, I ran into Splain after the game. He says he's a huge fan of the pod. So another huge point. If you haven't liked and you haven't subscribed, show that love down below. Please do it down below. We appreciate it. Yeah, and I know everyone else does too. 
down below. Down below. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, Splane's a huge fan of the pod. I mean, do you blame him? Because I sure as fuck don't. Um, <laughs> Not at all. No. You talked a little bit about that penalty um, late in the game. Uh, obviously, you just play balls to the wall, mm -hmm. which is also why it's so fun to watch. Because from start to finish, you're going as hard as you can. And what do you know? The game comes down to the last play, yeah. which we're going to get to that moment on our favorite segment, the big sack. Yeah. Big sack. To you, the big, big sack. sack. Mm -hmm. So to you, bro, when you get that penalty, I know you're questionable last penalty. I'll say that for you because we don't want any fines coming coming your way. But yeah. uh, your thought process in that, because obviously they're going to make their way off the field and the offense is going to make their way out there as well. Just you wrapping your mind around the penalty. We know we don't agree with it, but how do you lock back in mentally yourself and just forget about that play and wash it? Yeah, honestly, it's it's the worst feeling, you know, especially in that type of moment when you don't think it's a penalty and then, you know, it gets called and you're like, damn, I just let my team down. And that's what it really was for me. I'm like, damn. But it's either you continue, you let it affect the rest of the game or you go out there and you, you go make up for it. And that's literally what I told everybody on the sideline. I'm like, I got y'all. Just watch this. Just watch this. And y'all could ask them. Like, and literally, that's what it was. And I was just telling them, like, no, I'm going to get y'all back. Don't worry. And that's what it came down to. Like, that's, that's football, you know, in general. Like, it's how you respond. Who plays the best on a play-to-play -play basis? Like, you can let one bad play affect the next three. Um, and for me, like, my, my mental at all times is like, damn, I know in the back of my head I was pissed. But I'm like, I know I'm going to get another shot. And I have to be at my best. And I'm going to finish this. So... That's literally all my mind, where my mind was, and it really came down to the last play we we called game. So absolutely, yeah, it was lit. Yeah, and, and another guy who has, uh, you know, been emerging on the scene. I would say some would call him a sleeper, but I don't sleep much, so I don't. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't call it that at all. But Jacoby Myers, can you speak to him on just his his growth? his elevation of his play, because going into it last week, we talked about Devontae playing his former team. Yeah. Now Jacoby's in the same boat, yeah. playing his former team. We know what happened last year in the final play. We yeah. won't do that to him again. No, no. But we do know that he's elevating, right? So Devontae's getting a lot of love. People are prepping him, game planning, double teaming him, triple him. You're used to that. Yeah. You know a little bit about that. Just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. A little but bit. Jacoby stepping up and being like a 1B, almost. Can you just speak to just the way he is? What's he What's he like every single day at practice? Have you seen this before everybody else? Um, you know, we're, we see it on game days, but do you see this every single day in practice? 100%. Um, Jacoby is one of the most underrated receivers in the game. Um, I don't think he gets talked about enough in those conversations, but you see Jacoby is getting better and better every single week. He's always open. If the ball's in his range, he's catching it. Yes. And he's just one of those guys that's like, He's not like a typical receiver. Like you think about receivers, like they got the right sleeves on, they got they're looking pretty. Like Jacoby will go in there and crack a safety as hard as he can, mm. and then go out and route somebody up. So like you have guys like that on offense, you know, catching the ball. Like it motivates you as a defense. You're like, all right, we got dogs on both sides, and especially playing receiver, you're like you don't expect that. So yeah, Jacoby's been like that since day one, and I've seen it last year when we we had a joint practice with the uh, the Patriots. They came into town. And Jacoby was out there going crazy and making crazy catches and making plays. And I was like, yeah, this dude's tough. And then when we signed him, I'm like, fuck yes. I'm like, he's a perfect, you know, compliment to, to Devontae because the more weapons, the better. And guys are seeing it every single week. You see Mayer starting to come along, Trey Tucker. Obviously, Jacoby's bond and Devontae's one of one. So, yeah, like you just see more guys stepping up and it's like, when you're on the sideline, you want to just you tune in and watch. Like, I'm locked in and worried about the next possession, you know, think, but it's hard not to watch the offense, too, because you're like, all right, who's going to ball out? Who's going to make the play on this drive? Who's going to go? So it's it's awesome. And, you know, Jacoby playing his former team, big touchdown, balled out, made some big plays in the at the end of the game. You know, Jacoby, I got a massive amount of respect for him. Dude's a baller. So big shout-out to Jacoby Myers. The man is an absolute dog. <laughs> All right, y'all. Now it's time for the dog of the day segment of the show. Come on now. Dog of the day. We got to give a big shout out. Michigan State Spartan. OG, 38 years old. Backup quarterback. Steps in at halftime. Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. Big shout out to Hoyer. Me and Hoyer, you know, we have some history in practice. You know, we go back and forth. You know, he doesn't like when I get too close to the quarterback, but... We, you know, we got a mutual respect for each other. So Brian Hoyer coming in, obviously stepping in from Jimmy uh, for Jimmy G after he got hurt. And he comes in, 
and leads us to a victory. He goes out there. I think he was six to ten at over 100 yards. He made some big passes downfield. Um, he kept the you know kept the offense on the field, and uh, I think he just did a great job. You know from start to finish. So coming in that situation, you know as a backup quarterback, you never know when it's going to be your time. So. You have a guy like Brian Hoyer. He's seen a lot. Of, he's seen and played a lot of football in his life and career, and uh, he stepped in. He didn't blink, and uh, he he helped us, you know, get that victory. So big shout out to B Hoy, the OG, um, coming in and, and and playing great. And I think he was the dog of the day. He didn't flinch at all, and he made some big plays. So big shout out to B Hoy. You're the dog of the day, brother. Right here. Hey. Way to be great. Hey. Way to be great, B Hoy, be because he's out here. Um, Definitely. Another moment. Let's t let's switch over to the Patriots, right? Yep. Bill Belichick, one of the oats him in, in, in his own rights. Yes, hundred percent. You knew he was going to game plan accordingly. People think he's a defensive genius, but I'm sure he has a lot of offensive say as well. Yes. And he also knows where to attack defenses. So we saw him. We saw Mac Jones getting the ball out a lot. Yeah. Quick. Um, yeah. What did What did you see from them? Where they scheme you a certain way? A lot of bodies being thrown, but a lot of quick passes. What does that say to you? Do you take that as a compliment? And also, how did you kind of redirect yourself and how you're going to attack them from a defensive standpoint with them getting the ball out so quick? Yeah, you know, uh, you're 100% spot on. You know, it's a Patriot thing. You know, McDaniels, he's coming from there, so he has a lot of insight during the week telling me, you know, what to expect. And uh, we played him last year. And, uh, you know, I, I played all right last year versus the Patriots, but I knew, um, you know, more attention was coming. And... For me, I was, you know, it was another Probably thing. I'm like, I got to take it personal. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to improve. I want to have a better, you know, showing versus the Patriots um, this year. And uh, I knew attention was coming. I knew they would run a lot of different boots, screens, double teams, chips, all things like that. So for me, it's like when you're playing a, a team like that, that is literally their game plan is to take away their best player. Like that's literally the motto. Um, I knew what was coming. And for me, it's like, you can't get frustrated. I can't go out of myself and start trying to do extra and then, you know, mess up, you know, fuck up plays. So it's like, I just got to trust the process. And that was my whole goal this week is literally dominate one play at a time. I wrote in my journal every single page. Like, just dominate one play at a time, the plays will come. And that's exactly what happened. I'm like, literally the whole game I had a lot, you know, I was making tackles, I had some pressures, I was winning rushes. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you got to just stay locked in and know you got to trust that that play is going to come at the right time. And like, for me, it was just stay in it, stay in it. Don't get too, like, I remember in the, in the, the last two plays they had a, I think they had a penalty, a delay a game. Yes. And I was, I heard the crowd like before that snap and it was just booming in there. Boom. And I was just so like, I was in a different place mentally. It was so quiet. Like I didn't hear anything. And I was just, literally just looking at the deeds i was just looking at the tackle i'm like all right and literally talking to myself in my head i'm like i'm gonna do exactly what i do in practice and i'm gonna get home i boom we ran the game i came clean down memory lane clean. and they blew the whistle i'm like oh my god i was like i would have just sacked safety ball ball game game and then i'm like all right i gotta do this shit again i line up on the other side the next time and that was it i was like I make this play, it's over. Yeah. And that was it. I got to beat the Plus, chipper. I know Gusecki's going to try to chip me. I'm going to beat him right now, and I'm going to get on the edge, and I'm going to win. And that's literally what was going through my mind, and, you know, we, we made it work. And obviously, Bilal Nichols getting in there, winning his rush, and we, <laughs> we split the sack. So, yeah, it's just, you know, in those moments, you just got to calm your brain and just do what you're trying to do. Yeah, it's too damn bad that that was a delay game. Yes. Because what people don't know <laughs> is the boy, Max, here, came in with a Bobby Boucher jersey uh, for pregame, and he came out of it with it, right? So he's running around there. <laughs> H2O. He is out here screaming down the middle, and all I can think is, oh my god, it's Bobby Boucher. He just also yeah, actually wore a single bar. Well, I'm glad we're talking about this. Talking to single bars, everyone back home probably saw is a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Uh, of appearance for you, right? The face mask was different. Normally, you got that triangle on your face mask. What is up with that? You came out with a different uh, helmet today. Can you just speak on what, what was up with that? You know, I'm be real honest. You know, I uh, I love the National Football League, everything we represent. Um, but Roger Goodell, we gotta get on. We gotta get on a call. We gotta face someone. I want to talk to you. Sit down, man. To man. Should we come on the pod? We might have to. So because they I they made me on. they made me take my face mask off. I played the first five weeks, not one word. We play on Monday night. My face on the screen a lot. There's too much going on, I guess, for Roger, and he sent in a nice email saying it has to go. And I'm like, 
Raj, what are we doing? Yeah. I'm out here, representing sobriety to the fullest. I got a tattoo on my neck, my hands, everywhere. So I put on my face mask, it means a lot to me. It means all to the people watching, they understand what's going on. And you know, he just, it was, you know, a lot moment. of things. It just kind of, you know, rubbed me the wrong way. But we're going to have our conversation. I'm looking forward to it. You were so. too swaggy for him. I guess so. Something like that. Something. You know. What does the triangle mean to you? Because everyone sees it all over to you. I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but if you're open to yeah. telling everyone that, like, what does the triangle mean specifically to you? The triangle to me represents sobriety. Um, it's everything. It's why I'm here. It's why I'm doing this podcast with y'all. It's why I got a beautiful daughter, a family, a great fucking circle of people. It literally is everything. If I didn't make that decision to clean my life up and get an AA in the 12 steps, I wouldn't be here. So that's literally what it comes down to. It represents everything that I got going on. And so for me, I put it all over my body. I see it every day. I got it on my hand and I got it my date, you know, the date I got sober on my hand as well. So it's the first thing I see every single day when I grab something, I see the triangle at all times. So, um, yeah, it means a lot to me. So that's why I put it on my face mask. So yeah, I was upset about it, but we're going to work on it, Raj, and uh, we're going to figure that out because yeah. we need that triangle back. All right, boys, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, right? We had some Eagles out there on the field today, okay? City, our boy City, our boy City got to start as a rookie. Talk to us a little bit about uh, a little bit about that. And then, and then Chad came out banging. Might be the only kicker that I respect. Ooh, the hammer? <laughs> banging kicks, right? So, and then you have you yourself, of course. So, so talk to us a little bit about how City did it. I, I love seeing him out there as a rookie and uh, getting the opportunity on the big stage. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously having three Eastern Michigan Eagles starting on the field, you can't beat it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Big shout out to Coach Crazy. You know, shout whole, out to Easter. Let's the go. Whole, the whole Eagle Nation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ipsy. Dirty wide. Who would have thought we'd be here? Who would have thought? You know what I mean? It's just, it's fucking uncanny. But, you know, City, obviously, I think it's his, I don't know if it was his first career start, but he was starting. And, uh, yeah, we had a couple little conversations during the game. Uh, you know, I'm not sitting there buddy-buddying during the game either. So, you know, we had a couple little run-ins, but uh, we talked after the game, obviously showed our respects. I'm super proud of him. Uh, you know, getting drafted, playing. Uh, he's doing a hell of a job. You know, City's a beast. He's a fucking big body. He's a foreigner, too. He comes from, literally came from overseas. Canada. and From Canada. Oh, yeah, sorry, not overseas. He came from Canada to Eastern, earns his way in, starts for years. Now he gets drafted in the fourth round. Like, dude like that, it's it's crazy. You know, there's so many guys that have a different road, you know, to the <laughs> to the NFL. But um, he's a living, you know, living proof of that. And then, obviously, Chad Ryland was our kicker. Um Big shout out to Chad. You know, he was drafted, I think, right after uh, right after City. He was a pretty high draft pick for a kicker, which is nuts. I think they went back to back. He went back to back. back to so, the Patriots, yeah. Yeah, Chad was our kicker, um, our rookie year. Sorry, the dogs are out here. And, um, yeah, you know, big shout out to Chad. I, I talked to Chad after the game. Uh, great to see him. I haven't seen him in years, but, you know, he obviously killed it. Even as a freshman, he was out there sending that motherfucker. Yes. So, big shout out to Chad. Um, big shout out to, you know, Eastern Michigan in general. It's just legendary. Fuck yeah. True EMU, baby. True EMU. All right. True EMU. Now you know what time it is. It's yes. the fan favorite. I mean, at least one of them. We got a lot of good segments, but it's time for the big, big sack. sack. Come on. Come on. Show me your big sack. All right. To start off the big sack, we're going to talk real quickly. We got we to gotta give our flowers where they're due. Okay, to the big dogs. So you got to let the big dogs eat. You had three of the interior linemen register uh, on the sack column today. Bilal Nichols, he had four tackles and a half sack. John Jenkins, three tackles, one sack. And then Adam Butler, two tackles, one sack. Talk real quick about what it's like to let those dudes finally, you know, they like we talked about on your, uh, your, your one sack where you had a, our first big sack segment, right? It was all about the D-tackle turning the guard's shoulders. Now they finally get on the, the stat sheet. Talk a little bit about them. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously those three guys have been getting better and better every single week. You know, Bilal, I'll start with him. Bilal is freaking absolute dog. He works his ass off. He's constantly asking questions. Um, he's in year six, and that dude has just constantly been getting better. So end of the game, comes in there, me and him, you know, split the sack to, you know, call game. And, 
you know, Bilal, you see him. He's one of those dudes that he's obviously very good against the run, but he has some wiggle to him in the pass rush as well, and he's super strong. So he just keeps getting better, and Bilal loves the game of football, and that, you know, you can't hide it. And I'm super proud of him. That's like my brother. Um, he keeps getting better on a you know daily basis. So big shout out to Bilal. Then second, you got Adam Butler, the boy Vandy. He was a former O lineman DT, so I know you'll appreciate this. Big body. <laughs> he was a tackle in high school. He was, I think he was a guard and tackle in college, and converted to D tackle <clears throat> at Vandy. And the dude's in I think year eight now, and he's out there balling. He has a Super Bowl or two. I don't want to be off. Creel, you might have to look that up, um, but. Adam Butler, the dude is one of the most savvy, veteran, intelligent rushers I've ever rushed with. And he's another guy. He knows what's going on the slide. He's calling things out. He's just on it all the time. So Adam Butler steps up, has a huge sack, I think, in the first quarter. Um, they might have been the first drive. Um, but Adam Butler, big shout out. That's my boy. Um, he just keeps getting better. And he's like the glue, you know, to our D-line. And then you have the big boy, the big body. John Jenkins, yes, the dude is an absolute monster. He's playing nose tackle. You know, nose tackles don't get too much love these days. But John Jenkins, the dude is bullying people in the run game. And then you see him get a big sack. Big sack. Big sack. And then big he, sack. big What's old big sack. sack. And then he gets a sack, gets the man down. Just John Jenkins is the ultimate veteran. The dude's been in the league for 12 years. He's been on a lot of teams. He's playing his best football of his career right now. And... I can't say enough about the guy. The dude is just a fucking worker. He's in the off season. The dude's on a bicycle. He'll ride 50 miles. He's insane, and he's 340 pounds. So, yeah, John Jenkins is just exactly what you want in your D line room. The dude just keeps getting better. And so, all three of those guys coming together, each getting a sack, and then you know Meek Robertson, the little man. You know, you gotta you gotta give a big shout out to him too because he had one as well. I think it might have been a half, but you know I'm not gonna say anything about that. But you know, big shout out to Meek making a huge play on that and. Uh, you know, the whole the whole gang, you know, everybody's getting better and we're getting to the quarterback more often and that's what it really comes down to. So yeah, we're we're super hype over here. Fuck yeah. I mean <clears throat> it's not every day that the big boys go home, get home, so um all right, let's uh rewind it. Alright, we're gonna set the stage. We get the penalty that we, we all know it happened, right? There's a gray area in my eyes. I'm glad that Brogan put it out there that can't say anything negative for repercussions, so I won't. Okay, I won't. I'll save you a penny or five. But penalty happens, okay? If you go back to a few times that you mentioned when we've done these episodes, you've always said, as soon as I get a penalty, I play my best, right? A lot of us were over here sweating like, fuck, there's not much time left, okay? Fast forward, you get down, there's that penalty, and, I mean, the angle, I'm literally on my feet. I see you do this to the game. You're coming around scotch-free. I swear to God, I thought this man was going to get decapitated on the goalpost. And then he saw it, too. That's why his ass threw the ball right at your feet. <laughs> right? Penalty. Yeah, dead ball. Very next play. Game, set, match, opportunity. Right? You come off the edge. You shed the, the, the chip from the tight end. You dip and rip again, this tackle, bend the edge, and then you get the big sack of the day. Walk us through exactly, I know you've kind of touched on it, walk us through um, as you're going through the process. You told us it was it was quiet for you, you envisioned it, but as you're going through the process, you hit that final rip, you're bending the edge. Boom, start with us there. What What's going through your head, and then walk us through what happens afterwards and what it meant to you. Yeah, you know, I'll just, I could just literally start from the, the beginning, like, I know I see Mike Gesicki come over. He's coming in motion. I'm like, here comes the chip. I know the chip's coming. They gave me that look a few times. And um, for me in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get at a perfect angle. I'm going to get the hell off the ball, and I'm going to beat this chip right now. Because if you don't beat the chip right now, the tackle's going to be sitting there waiting on you. So for me, I had to beat the chip. So boom, I swipe him, and he kind of like, I think he fell down. And I just see the tackle sitting there. Like, he didn't expect me to be there that fast. So... I was on him and he kind of opened the gate a little bit for me. I just have my pad level down. It's my swipe move. I work it all the time to stab, swipe, swipe, just in general. And I just got low, caught his hands at the perfect time. And I just seen Mac Jones. I'm like, hold the ball, hold the ball in my head and boom, knocked him out. Safety ball game. And Bilal obviously coming through the middle, um, didn't allow him to step up. 
and we call game. And that's literally what we work for. You know, we talk about it. I practice and train for five quarters. I don't play, I don't practice for four. So um, we were ready for that moment. And we were talking about it right before the snap. I'm like, this is why we do the extra 200 yards every single day. And we made the play, you know, made the play happen up front and, and finished the game. So I can't give enough to respect everybody on that D-line. We're all rushing, all humming towards the quarterback. And calling. that was my first safety I've ever gotten. So I was so hype. I was just literally screaming at the top of my lungs, just outer body experience. Bobby Boucher. Um, straight Bobby Boucher mode. But yeah, it was lit. Um, I can't even explain it. Like I said, it's outer body. The whole crowd was so lit. I'm like, that's game. And there's no better feeling. They're like, boom, it's done. We're taking a knee. It's a wrap. So I was so hyped. You know, everybody in the in the Allegiant was going dumb. What? I told you this. Going dumb. The building was about to explode. I told you this. Max's dad and I were screaming so hard, I chest bumped him, and his ass literally almost fell over the railing of the suite onto the just Raider Nation, like just sending him away like he's crowd surfing. He crowd surfing. He would have loved it. I was, I was trying to bless that man. Either way, he wanted to go out. Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. I mean, it would have been, you know, okay at that point. I almost had a brain aneurysm. I was screaming so loud. Yeah, I was, I was losing my mind. I was so hyped. <laughs> I was so excited about it. We're talking on the sideline. Guys were like, it's your time, your time. And I just kept, dame time. I didn't always point to the wrist. I look at my trainers. I look at all the people. I'm like, it's about that time. Yes, so, sir. yeah, we call game and uh, no better feeling. And then you threw that fucking fuck-ass helmet face mask off. We were Launched tired of it. it. Yeah. <sighs> I don't want that shit. No better feeling. I'm over here in the township fucking going bananas. I mean, they thought, my neighbors, if they didn't think I was crazy after that first sleep, after this, this the, the ending of this game, boy, I'm over. There. I took my hat, threw it at the TV. It could have been broken. I don't give a fuck. Going nuts. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Remote gone. It, it, it was up. It's just. I'll tell you that Sunday from one to eight p.m. You know, anything can like, happen. Man. It's an emotional roller coaster. Buckle up, baby. You know, hey, well, it's, 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 put it down. Two weeks, strap in. Two weeks in Four a row. Quarters. You had the whole stadium, the whole country. In the palm of your hand, that's that's got to be the the, the the standard now. That's it. Big sack. No better feeling. That's the big sack. Big sack. All right, Max. So uh, obviously, man, great um win. Uh, coming out, fucking balling out, having this uh, statement play at the end of the game. But uh, being a leader on the field, being a leader in the locker room, what's your advice to the young guys, to the team in general? You know, as moving forward now, getting back to five hundred. Looking to get above 500 on the road in Chicago. It's cliche to say the 24-hour roll, bam. But you got to enjoy the win in the NFL. It don't come often. When it comes, you got to celebrate it. You know, you got to enjoy the moment. But again, what do you tell the, you know the team now, moving forward, that there is a little bit of momentum, you know, in the Raiders' locker room now, man. Three, three, and three and three. Uh, Chargers lose tomorrow. Knock on wood. Now we're in second place. Yep. Go ahead, brother. Hey, man. Knock on wood. Hey, man. No, bro. Yeah, honestly. I knew that was yeah, exactly. No, uh, yeah, for, for the young guys, you know, my advice to them is just, you know, what I tell them every single day, just focus on the now, where we're at right now, the focus on being present and 10 toes down wherever you're doing. It doesn't matter what's happening tomorrow. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It's about how can I improve today? And that's literally my motto. And I try to push that through everybody in the team and coaches as well. So, yeah, you know, to the young guys, yeah, it's incredible. We got the win. At the end of the day, we're three and three. We got the win. And now we got to go beat Chicago. So, yeah, you know, it's for me, it's like a maybe 12 to 18 hour rule. Sure. I wait, you know, I start my recovery immediately after the game. I get in the hot, cold tub at the stadium, and immediately start my recovery. And then I come home. Brogan had to see me, you know, stretch and uh, get on the Norma text. In his boxers. Then, yeah. You know, I have to be limber as always. So, you know, it's just. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he was helping. He was giving Hey, my, you need me to hold your leg up? Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's an everyday process, and that's what I preach to the guys. It's like you can never get too high, too low. You just got to stay even keeled and just keep building and elevating every single day, and that's what that's what I preach on a daily basis. Absolutely. So looking ahead, obviously you've got the Bears this week going into their territory. Yeah, they're struggling a little bit. I thought Saul Fields leave the field early today. Not sure what his status is going forward. Yeah, but you know how hungry they're going to be. You guys were just in their similar position a few weeks back. Yeah. Keeping the momentum going, what are you anticipating on seeing with the Bears? What is it like playing in that stadium there at Soldier Field? Just your thoughts. Yeah, you know, uh, a super young team, 
Um, they got a lot of playmakers. DJ Moore, obviously, you saw what happened oh. last, I think, Thursday. He went nuts. He had like 200-plus yards. Um, you got Justin Fields. I don't, like you said, we don't know if he's playing or not, but obviously a threat with the, in, in the passing this game. He throwing on thumb. Oh, shit. Mm, okay. Well, we'll see. But, yeah, Justin Fields, obviously a dog. Um, he's a threat on the feed and in the passing game. Uh, they got a lot of different, you know, different weapons on their team that they're starting to utilize better. So you've seen they won, they beat Washington, and then they just had a close one with Minnesota today. So yeah. we know they're a threat, and they're going to be at home. So uh, we got to be at our best, and as simple as that. So you know, defensively, I know they they uh, have Eberflus as their head coach now. He's a Marinelli product. Um, so you know, obviously, y'all know Marinelli is my just my ultimate OG, um, the best to do it. And so anybody coming, you know, from that guy, you know, you, you got to be ready to play. Those dudes are going to play hard. And the D-line is coached by Travis Smith now. And he was my assistant, he, or he was Marinelli's assistant D-line coach uh, for my first three years in the league. And so me and Travis know each other really well. Um, he's an absolute dog. Um, he's a great coach. He's just gotten better and better. And he's getting these guys playing the right way. And you can just see it on the film. So they're going to, you know, obviously have a lot of challenges. Every time we play in the NFL, it's going to be a challenge. Every win has to be earned. And so we're definitely looking forward to it. And I've never played at Soldier Field. I've never been to Chicago in general. What? I've been to the airport. I've never been Fun in the city. I've cool. never, been, never seen it. Worst airport, airport in America. America. Yeah. yeah. Never been. O'Hare. <laughs> yeah, so. In general, I've never been to Chicago, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to playing the Soldier Field, and uh, yeah, it's going to be lit. I, I cannot wait. Yeah, there's turbulence 24 fucking 7 whenever you're yeah, rolling in and out of Chicago. Yeah, that's how Vegas is, too, though. Yeah. Vegas, when you're about to get to Vegas, you got like 10 minutes left in your flight. You know how it is, Slime. It's constantly shit. Your shit is shaking because you're going through the mountains, and it's kind of windy and weird. And I hate it every single time we have to land because it's just like you're fucking sitting there shaking the whole time and it's not, not ideal. No, it's not. We got some fan mail in, right? We got some fans from all of you guys who have liked, you guys subscribed, but you're also commenting on all platforms. You've been doing that. So uh, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, or also just pop in on the comments below. So a little fan engagement here, some fan mail. D, you mind reading that off for us, Postal Postal Service? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they were flooding them today. We're getting a lot more engagement, so shout out to, to, to all the Rushmen out there. Uh, we got the first, the first question from uh, PVT Nemesis, all right? Which Raider player would you add to the current roster, defense or offense? Which past Ooh. Raider player? Past Raider player. Yep, yep. 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 You've been getting some toughies lately. <sighs> That's tough. Um, honestly, I'm going to just say this. You got before. This is not my answer, but <laughs> Charles Woodson, I got to just give him his respect and shout out because, I mean, the dude is an absolute GOAT, arguably the best DB of all time. Yes. So I want to give you your flowers before I answer this just because out of respect because you're my guy. And, you know, shout out to Woodson Whis uh, Whiskey, the official sponsor, you know, of the Las Vegas Raiders now. Um, dude's doing big things. But if I were to add anybody, it would have to be on the D-line, selfishly. Um, Howie Long. Uh, yes. I got to go Howie Long. The dude is an OG, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, absolute legend, one of the best D-tackles slash D-ends of all time. Dude's a monster. So got to go with Howie Long. The dude played the game the right way. He was relentless. He was an absolute monster on the field, and uh, you know he's one of my OGs. We tap in from time to time, and uh, I gotta just—it's gotta be Howie. I mean, the dude's versatile. He would play all over the D line, and I feel like he would help us in a lot of ways. Absolutely. It's tough to go wrong with that answer. All right, uh, next question from Sienna Calls. Excluding the Ella tattoo, what's your favorite tattoo that you've gotten? Who? I mean, every week. How many tattoos do you have? That's probably a better question, first and foremost. Or have you lost count at this rate? I have rate? no idea. I have no idea. What about your just fat Texas? It just, it just like goes by body parts or limbs, right? At that, like once you get like one or two, and you're on like a half sleeve, it's just like okay, is it half or is it full? You have full, yeah. Two fulls, one full. Okay, do you have leg sleeves? <laughs> nine. You have four sleeves, two sleeves. Real the anatomy. I mean, look at the anatomy. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no idea how many tats I have, but to answer your question, besides the Ella, obviously. Right here. Um, I'm going to have to say the triangle. This was the one. I got this before I even got my body tatted. That so didn't people hurt. thought I already had my body tatted when you get, you get know, when I got my neck tattoo. And people were like, what the fuck? He has his neck tatted, nothing, nothing on his chest or something. So 
Yeah, you know, for me, it has to be the triangle. I see it every single day. I see it every time I look on FaceTime with my with my dog. <laughs> the OG. That's big dog. It's big dog. And that is Dirk. But we're just going to let that roll. And I uh, have to say the triangle. It's my favorite. I always wanted a neck tattoo. It's a little, you know, people have, you know, the mixed opinions on, you know, neck tats. But for me, I'm like, I'm going to be 100% myself. This is exactly what I want. I've always wanted one. So I got that thing blasted on me. And uh, it's my favorite tattoo, I would have to say, besides Ella. You could always mm -hmm. turtleneck it if you really no have No turtlenecks to. around here. No. Mm -hmm. Deep V's and uh, no undershirts. That's, uh, <laughs> yes. that's the vibe. All right. We got the next Rushman submission here from Brendan Zelensky. All right. Brendan asks, if the Raiders could have an alternate uniform, what would it ideally look like? You guys already have pretty tough uniforms, bro. We have, I think we have the best uniforms in football. I will say that. But if we were to do anything, I think the all-black with the black helmets mm. would be the one. I mean, that would be insane. But mm. I will say this. I love that we're like, you know, Penn State or like Ohio State or Michigan. Like, we just do it classic. You know what I mean? We stick to the script. And uh, that's an Al Davis thing. And Mark Davis, obviously, he's living through that. And he is sticking to the code. So for us, our jerseys are never going to change. Um, but if we were to do it, it would be the all black with silver numbers. Yes. Black helmet, silver Raider logo on it. That would be actually, like actually insane. But I've seen some edits online. We'll see. Might never happen, but that would definitely be my answer. Last question of the day. Crosby's today. Great account. Um, what is your favorite move, uh, your pass rushing move? Um, I would have to say my stab swipe. Some call it the voodoo rod, Chuck Bola. Big shout out to Chuck Bola. Um, that's out. what he called Big it. Um, it is an edge rush move. You got to set it up with obviously some power to get their feet stopped. Yeah. But it's also, it's like a, it's a fake long arm to a swipe. But it's all in one motion. Mike Tyson said it best. You make two punches sound like one. It's exactly what this move is. This is what I got on the safety. This is the move I did. You're stabbing and then the swipe is coming with it. So... It's all kind of in one motion. It's got to be like this. Um, but I would say that's like my go-to move. I will say this. It is hard when I get chips. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't do that move all the time. But when it's a one-on-one, -on -one, like, all right, I got to get home. I, I got the slide away or, like, the chips away. I'm going stab, swipe majority of the time. But sometimes it just depends. Like, it's a feel. It's more of a feel thing. But if I had to pick one, it would have to be the voodoo rod, stab, swipe, whatever you want to call it. That's what it is. That's my favorite move. I mean, I actually have a question off that because in a game, yes, when you get a tell from the lineman, right, whether that's how they set up or, yeah. you know, you get a tell on how he's pass protecting you. When you get that tell, do you, in your head, do you exploit it right away? Because I know from a quarterback standpoint, like if I see a guy giving me eyes, but he's trying to fake that he's playing zone, but he's giving me eyes, I know he's really going man. Yeah. I'm going to set it up and set it up. To validate my brain, so then boom, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him when it comes to that point. Yes. Right. You, do you attack it the next play, or do you wait till it's crunch time so then you can exploit it for a big moment? Yeah. How does that go through your head? Because I know you're constantly calculating out there, because you are a very calculated player. People think you go balls to the wall, yeah. but you're very fucking smart. Yeah. Your IQ, football wise, is very high. So when you get that tell, do you exploit it right away, or do you play the games with them? Honestly, it's all about a feel thing. Yeah. Um, Every game is different, every tackle is different. And uh, for me, it's like, I know every team is gonna scheme me in a different way. Like we talked about earlier, Bill Belichick, he's gonna chip me, he's gonna slide me. You know, the Packers, they brought two tight ends and a back sometimes, so it's always different. But for me, like you said, it's the game inside the game. If I could win with power to start the game, all right, I'm gonna stop his feet, and then that's gonna open up the swipe mode. If I win with the swipe, it's gonna open up the power. So it's everything is just like, it's a battle of opposites, so for me, I'm constantly keeping the tackle on his heels yeah. and always want him guessing and being a half step slow. So for me, that's what it really comes down to is like, I'm playing the game inside the game and I'm gonna trust that, that process and what I've been doing all week when it comes to the game. So in the biggest moments, like we talked about, I hit him with some power earlier. I, my you know, I hit him with some swipes, hit him with some spins. And in the biggest moment, I brought out my best move and it worked. So yeah, it's literally just, it's constantly calculating that data in my head. It's like, when you're a young player, like, especially when I was younger in my career, like, I wasn't thinking like that. I'm like, all right, we'll just go. And you're a rush, rush. Play, right? Like, yeah, rushing like, to get to that point. Exactly. And I'm just like, 
playing. You know what I mean? I'm yes. not really thinking like that. For me, every single play, I'm like, okay, I can beat him with this. All right, boom. I got that in my back pocket. I got this in my back pocket. So as the game goes on, you start seeing more rushes win and win and win. And I'm like, okay, now I got him. So that's what it is for me. It just it starts with get off, pad level, feet, hands, eyes, and discipline. And that's I crazy. just keep just flowing through that every single play. And I take it one play at a time. And then by the end, you know, I get the result I want, you know, if I do it the right way and trust my, trust my work. Yeah, that's crazy. You, you just named like seven things that you, you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. And a normal person sitting at home, they're like, oh, yeah, he's just trying to get off the ball or time to snap or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it's crazy to hear you, you know, break it down to that high of a level. Which is why you're literally, in my eyes, I'm biased, I guess, but why you're one of one in top DN in the game Appreciate and why you're that. proving it. Come on now. What do we look like? A bunch of goofballs? Man, you're fucking killing it. Sorry, bro. Sorry, got it. So, yeah. uh, another thing in new news, not so much news, there are no undefeated teams in the NFL now. Yes. Believe in Cleveland, which I hold dearly to my heart. D, I know you do. I know you do, mm, baby. Mm, I know this is mm, for you. So does Creel. Hey. Creel, come on. Fuck ass Steelers. Hey, Believe in. The city is alive. I'll tell you that right now. Believe in is alive. Come on, come here, Dirk. But no undefeated teams in the league. Niners go down to uh, to the Browns, and then the Jets take up a big one. What's up, Dirk? Trying to get some love. And then the Jets take down the Eagles. When you see stuff like that, I know it's not a surprise because anyone can win in any given week, but, man, dude, that is pretty crazy to me that there are no undefeated teams, and I don't think a whole lot of people probably had it in their uh, in their checkbooks for the Niners to go down today. Yeah, that's the NFL. You know, injuries. that's the NFL. That's all you can really say. You know, you could say injuries, but the Browns didn't have Deshaun Watson. Facts. Had, what? D, he's coming to your defense. I mean, I'm just being honest. You know, that's the NFL. Like, every week is different, and every week matters. Every game, it doesn't matter. You could win the week before. You could have a dominant performance. And then, you know, a team like the Cowboys, a great team, they go out and the Cardinals were better that day and got a win. And then you got the Jets today getting a big win versus the Eagles. You got, like we talked about, 19-17. to 17, The Browns freaking beat the Niners, which is crazy. But, uh, you know, you just see that's the beauty of the NFL. It's not like college. Like, okay, boom. All right, USC is playing what are North Dakota State and you know they're going to win by 50. It's like, no, every single week it's going to... be a gonna... tough game for them. No offense, but yeah, it's just not going to happen. And, you know, the NFL, it's like every single week matters and these are all the best players in the world and all the best coaches. So you have to be on point every single day. 100%. Hungry dogs run faster. Hungry dogs run faster. Amen, D. I like that. Hungry dogs run faster. Leo, you want to get in here, buddy? Come on. Leo, you want to join Leo, the, get in, buddy. Want to join the rush? Oh, yeah. We got two new members of the rush here. It's the boy right here. Leo. Uh, by the way, how much does Dirk weigh for everyone back home sitting next to you? Right now he weighs 136. He's sturdy. He's ready to play three technique at any moment. He's so in shape. He's just a, he he's really a big is. guy. I mean, he's a man of the people. All right, y'all, this is the Rush segment of the show. We got our three Rushmen of the week. We're going to start with the boy, Sam Hubbard. The dude came out, balled out, Ohio State guy, Ohio native. Um, the dude has been consistent his whole career. He just keeps getting better. Um, I got a lot of respect for the dude. I remember when he was rocking, I think it was single digit, he was rocking six at Ohio State. Yep. Um, he was a great player. Um, he keeps getting better. And, uh, you know, for him today, five QB hits, seven tackles, and a sack. Um, the dude comes through, um, he's consistent, and he's one of those guys that plays the run well, and he could also rush the passer. So guys like that I have ultimate respect for. And, you know, on the other side, they got the boy Trey Hendrickson. So they just keep getting better. And you see the Bengals get another one. They're back to 500, and that's just the beauty of the NFL. But I got to give my respect to Sam Hubbard. The dude had a huge game today. Um, he was all over the field. So big shout to Sam Hubbard, Ohio State Buckeye. You know, I grew up a Buckeye fan, if anybody didn't know. But... Sorry. And, uh, yeah, so big shout-out to Sam Hubbard. Number two, me and Christian Wilkins, you know, we go back a little bit. You know, when we were in, uh, we were in college together, you know, we had a little, a little award show. We went to Columbus, Ohio. I know, you know, big oh, yeah, shout-out to Club. Touchdown Club. I was at the Touchdown Rogan Club. Rogan was at the Touchdown show Club. Big shout-out to that. Come on now. Um, but we were at the Touchdown Club. And, uh, you know, me and Christian met for the first time. You know, he obviously ended up going on having an All-American career at Clemson. And then uh, he just constantly got better. First-round pick, you see him just developing and doing every down dominant player. Today, he had two sacks, five tackles, three QB hits. The dude is playing nose tackle. He's playing three tech, 
4i. He's all over the D-line, um, and he's one of those guys in Miami, like Zach Sealer we mentioned last week, that just plays all over the place. And um, they're just dominant players on a down-to-down -down basis. So Christian Wilkins, you know you're my boy. Um, Clemson, Klee, Austin Bryant, Dexter Lawrence, you know, all my boys um, from Clemson. You see all those guys doing really well in the league. So got to be, you know, the number two today, Christian Wilkins with a dominant performance. Uh, big shout out to him. So, you know, number one, this is tough. You know, we had some guys, a lot of guys playing at a high level this week. Um, you know, but we we went a little uh, NFC North on this one. You know, yeah. Lions play or not? It was actually wasn't the Lions. It was the Vikings versus the Bears, yeah. and Daniil Hunter, another guy, underrated, constantly making plays. Um, I think he was a fourth round draft pick. So big shout out to him, fourth round gang. Um, Daniil Hunter, what do you have? Seven tackles. Yes. Two sacks, two QB hits. The dude is one of the most unorthodox rushers in the league. I've never seen anybody rush like him. His get off is always different. He gets off, his, his knees aren't bending sometimes when he rushes, and he'll just literally just grab the O-lineman's tackle and pull him through like a, a little, like he's like so different that I can't even describe his game. There's nobody I've seen play like him. Um, but he is constantly getting the quarterback on the ground. So I think he has seven sacks now in the year. Um, Daniel Hunter, I've been watching from afar for a long time. Got a massive amount of respect for him. We met at the Pro Bowl this year. Um, we had great conversations. The dude is just super quiet. Doesn't say much, but he goes out there and continuously goes out and produces. So our number one rushman of the day is Daniil Hunter. Big shout out to the guy. Shout out, Daniel. Appreciate you, bro. All right, y'all, that's all we got for this week. It's episode three. We're donezo. We got the big win versus the Patriots. Um, we just got to give a big shout out to the fans, man. We talked about it as a group, DT, Creel, Brogan. Um, we just appreciate you guys. We got 3,000 subscribers in a week. We appreciate it. You have no idea how much love we got for y'all and the support means the world. And so for us, we're like, why not give back to the fans? 100%. Why not? This is what we do. We want to get y'all involved. So you got to comment, you got to like and subscribe to be a winner to get a signed Max Crosby jersey. We're going to have two of them. So everybody do that. It's right below. Lock in, and we're going to be doing that ASAP. But first, we got to get to 10,000 subscribers. So y'all keep tuning in, keep showing love and supporting every single week. Share we're going to keep share. pushing content, share it, Instagram, TikTok, everyone tune in. Um, it's only going to keep getting better and better. So we appreciate y'all. This is my boy, Brogan, best co-host in the world. My brothers, Darian, Dustin Creel. We're holding it down, man. We appreciate y'all. Tune in next week. Out. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Peace.